0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the Squared Circle. Now let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke.
1: And we are back for our number two on the Mark Hoke Show. Very excited to have you with us for the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I'm Mark Hoke, the David Difference, and Brian Ronovich from Las Vegas WrestlingScene.com. You were stop it, stop it! <laughs> I didn't
2: say you guys are invited, Inside baseball I will talk. Be interviewing.
1: I don't know, Send a man. group text message saying, "Hey,
2: guess who's going to be here?"
1: Oh, well,
0: I'm not invited. By the way, yeah.
2: I'm only doing the interview and not you. So
0: that's right. how I took
3: it. That's how you took it. Well, that's your internal dialogue. Right? Yeah, I felt when I got that you. message was like, "We about to interview Soraya."
2: Well, I wish I would have thought that because I didn't. I went to bed.
3: I mean, I know it's the Mark Hoke show, you know, and you well, got to eat.
2: because he did all the other ones. Like, when we've uh, talked to people, he, you talk most of the time, Mark. Like, it's your show. I get it. Like, I'm not offended by it. The only you reason- You poke just, fun uh, at us? I, you can call me names all you want? Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that a Probably lot of day. the
1: times when I've done interviews in the past, I didn't have people that were willing to come into the studio. Well, that's a shame. So that is a shame. It's, it's a
3: new game, man. So yeah, change so, your mindset, because you were definitely invited. Well, and I you course. were here in spirit, brother. I
2: will take it. As an invite, invite next time. Yeah, I but see. But when you this were talking about on, it, I it's... thought that's, you were, because you're the host. So I just assumed you were the host. You were going to be doing it. Like, it wasn't like, I didn't take it personally. Where are I was just like, oh, I appreciate that. We're like a being team. on the team.
3: Yeah, when uh, uh, Johnny Carson interviewed people, he always Ed, had Ed, Ed McMahon was, right right
2: well, by his Ed side.
3: Was Ed wasn't like, ah, oh, this ain't about me well, right they,
2: now, they is they it? They weren't coming from home to to do it, though. And, and, <laughs> Ed,
1: and Ed would just chime in with some drunk question and ruin it. Oh, yeah. It would be great TV. Kind of like uh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right, right. So- <laughs> exactly.
1: So- <laughs> just type in with stuff. Random thoughts. <laughs> oh, my God. So, ah. anyway, we had the chance to sit down with AEW story. Of course, we're only page in WWE and speak to her about, well, boy, I I think, Dave, we went all over the world on this one. We did. It was a pretty cool interview. So what do you say, guys? We hear from AEW's Soraya right now. We are on the Mark Hoke Show. Very excited. David Difference, buddy, we are getting ready for double or nothing here in Las Vegas.
3: Definitely. I'm truly excited about this one, man. Oh, man. man.
1: And you're going. I am, yeah. I'm in there, man. I'm excited. Yeah, you can thank Big John over there. (laughs) <laughs> that's very that's awesome, sweet. but um, but we are thrilled to have in studio today, truly one of the legends in Aww, professional wrestling. What the heck? Yeah, absolutely. Me?
4: Yeah, you. Oh no, Twitter would disagree with you, bud. But I'm well, no, you know I'm what, what? To heck with those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we
1: are very happy to have in studio with us, Soraya. Welcome to Las Vegas. How are you?
4: I'm good. You know what? I'm really what? happy you're able to pronounce my name really, like. Perfectly,
1: <laughs> right? The you
4: know the amount was, of times that people Taz just cannot get the hang of it.
3: That's what I hear. Yeah. I, I was watching uh, your debut. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they just kept saying it over and over, and I was like, "Is that how you say yeah. it?" No, and, it's and, not. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. And
4: so you know what? Kids, kids in school were so cruel, right? Because that reminds me of my now. I'm just gonna trauma unload on you right now. When I was a kid, you know how cruel they gonna be in school. They would call me psoriasis. And I was like, that's not oh, how you pronounce no. my name. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. No, I'm fine. But yeah, so whenever someone calls me Saraya, I'm like, it's not Soraya, it's sunshine. It took me two weeks. It's okay. I got it right on the show eventually. it's okay. It's 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 the American pronunciation too, though. Right. I feel like Americans pronounce like the R A Y as like rye. So like, okay. You're all is forgiven. Yeah. But don't do but it twice. But I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> no, no we, Well, we yeah. got to figure it out. You did, did it. It. No, you figured figure it out. Yeah, forgive me <laughs> the United States. I'm talking about Taz.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> he gets it right now, I think. I it was... took him
4: a couple months to got it.
1: Yeah, when we see Taz, John's and...
4: looking at me right now. He's like, please, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you talk about your youth. Yeah. Because we just had an independent wrestler in here who started wrestling at eight years old.
4: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And you started incredibly early, too. Yeah. And I was reading some of the stories about how you would travel by yourself and do all these crazy things when you were 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, tell everybody a little bit about your start in the UK and what that was like to be wrestling at such
4: a young age. Yeah. My my brother, Zach, actually started wrestling when he was eight years old, too. Which but our family, I mean, I have a big wrestling family in the UK. Right. And uh, my dad was the first one to get the ball rolling with the wrestling world, you know. And then he created his own company, WAW. And then I've told this story a bunch of times, but my mum was pregnant with me, didn't realise. And Robbie Brookside, who's actually the trainer down in NXT right now, he gave me my first official bump when I was a fetus. He was um, <laughs> he gorilla pressed my mum and threw me from the inside of the ring to the outside. From, no, I say gosh, threw me. Gosh. I was in there, I was rolling in there, taking my first flip bump. There you go. Um, but yeah, so but I all is safe and well, and this is why I end up the way I ended up. You know what I mean? Scoliosis, messed up was an addict at one point i blame robbie brooks that <laughs> <laughs> my mom did not know my mom didn't know
1: that is pretty crazy though wrestling well. at mu- like minus three
4: yeah that's right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah yeah i but it was because my mom just pretty much popped out my brother zach there's it we're like a very short like 14 months between us okay so she wasn't expecting to be pregnant again and then she was like she's a small framed woman so she was seven months and she was not showing at all Okay. My mom has like this runner's body where she's just like she was just jacked for no reason <laughs> at all. She didn't even work out. And so, yeah, she like I see pictures and stuff and I'm like, you ain't lying. There was no there was no show whatsoever. And then she went to the doctor because she was feeling sick the next day after she got gorilla pressed And they were like, you're pregnant. And she was like, what? And they were oh, wow. like, you're actually like very close to giving birth pregnant. You know? Wow. And she was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, then she had me. And then a star was born. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, wrestling as a teenager in the UK, what yeah. was that like for you?
4: Awesome. You know, I speak to some of the guys that I, like, you know, wrestled with back in the day, like when I was 14, 15, 16, or whatever. And they were like, we were so terrified just to talk to you. Yeah. Just because of my dad and my brothers. Because, like, I was very protected. <laughs> right. Like that. Like, I had very protective, like, family that just. To a fault. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. That's why I, I, I like to tr- go out and travel by myself, you know, and do things because f- I didn't want to be in like my family's shadow too much. Because the Knight family in the UK and across Europe, they were like, a, they're like a big deal, right? And so I was like, I wanted to ha- have my own career and do my own thing. And so I started giving out resumes to like different wrestling companies when I was really young. And there was a company called Irish Whip Wrestling. I don't know if they're still around anymore, but I remember giving them my resume and they said they didn't take women's wrestlers and i was like well yeah. you're gonna regret that one right, day right, right. you yeah. know and and so yeah i don't know if they are still around i don't know if they have women's wrestlers now but i was just like whatever so i took that knock back and then just kept sending resumes out and i d- did my first start in norway and then i was doing belgium and denmark and turkey which is a terrifying oh, place wow. to go <laughs> it was terrifying <laughs> um yeah, so went all over the world, and my dad every week would be like, can you do my show this weekend? I'm like, sorry, Dad, I'm in Spain or something. And he's like, oh, for... yeah. I know you can't cuss right now, but uh, he would be like, where, where are you going this weekend? And it was just really fun. So I didn't really have much of a childhood where I was hanging out with my friends and stuff like that. I was just wrestling. I loved wrestling so much. And that's why when I got older, I was like, I need my childhood back, and I just started raging way too hard.
1: <laughs> well, okay, that, that happens.
4: It does. It's all good.
1: But you know, it is funny that we really have seen you pretty much grow up mm-hmm. into where you are now, and I still remember the night that you won the Divas Championship, and yeah. just how amazing that was to see you go out there, and you're you're still grinning about that. I love it. It gives me chills <laughs>
4: every time because it's really weird. Because uh, recently, my boyfriend was getting tattooed in our house, and there was these the, a couple from the UK wasn't familiar with wrestling. And she was like, so what do you do? She's like, in my house. She's like, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm just going to show you fight with my family real quick. So I just showed, showed her the movie. And she's like, what the? You know? And then by the end of it, like, you know, it gets to that winning the Divas Championship. And it's just, you never get over that feeling. Because when you're a wrestler, when you're younger, especially back in the day, you didn't have many places to go for wrestling. Now you have Everywhere, a wide spectrum yeah. of wrestling. And it's awesome. But... It was just WWE. WWE was like the pinnacle. Like, this is where you made the money too. This is where you got, you know, you lived your dream. This is where you make money as a wrestler. Right. And so, yeah, you were like, I want to be a WWE diva. That's all I wanted to be. So, the fact that I managed to get there and win the Divas Championship my first day and they gave me the opportunity to do that, I couldn't believe it. I was young. I was 21 years old. Like, you know, and then I won it again when I was 22 on my birthday. I was like, they treated me wonderfully. Yeah. And I just, like, it's just it was really awesome, like, that I got to do that. And I'll never stop smiling. And it's really weird that it's been 10 years. <laughs> like,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. it's know, nuts. Isn't it? <laughs>
4: it's, like, time flies. I don't realize how long time, as you get older, it goes so quickly. I'm like, it's bananas.
3: So tell <laughs> me, to get put in that position, I mean, that's a huge deal. What do you think it was that they saw in you to put you over that quickly I mean, yeah. obviously, you had been doing it for years, but to put you over in that situation, which was unexpected, I think, to everybody watching mm. the show that day. But
4: Dude, it gives me... I seriously, I get chills every time, but I think it's because Triple H was really wonderful with us in uh, NXT. It was FCW, then, then he took over and right. named it NXT. Yeah, so I just won the NXT Women's Championship, and it was the first ever female match that was on the network remember that <laughs> the network mm-hmm, that's right and so we were the first ever female and the first ever pay-per-view either- paper that was on it and then my t-shirt got released which was the think again t-shirt that triple h had made for me and it sold out instantly like that just done it sold out so i think they were just like oh she could make us money and so they were like let's bring <laughs> her up is. on the main roster you know and also it was just something different i feel like like there was only one of me down in NXT at the time, like, the pale goth chick, he wore a lot of black and studs and stuff like right. that. Now it's the norm, and it's really cool to see that there's so many different, like, alternative girls out there. But at the time, like, I was thinking about Lita when I was dressing like that. I was like, I loved Lita. Like, that's who I inspired, like, who inspired me to be myself and my mother, of course. She's crazy, but... But yeah, so I feel like it was like a different flavor of ice cream, and it was the shakeup that the division needed at the time, too. Like triple, it was like Triple H, who was the one that was pitching for me to go on the main roster. And Vince was like, fine, but she has to wear purple. And that was it. <laughs> so I, ha- I had to get my purple wrestling gear, and I slowly transitioned back into the black again, eventually. And he didn't know it was a thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And it was the uh, Real quick. And it was the day before that that The Rock, yeah I approached you about doing the movie was... which
4: was nuts dude i like i cannot get over that like yeah, that is crazy. so bizarre like getting that text on my phone being like hey it's dj i'd love to speak to you at some point today and i'm like who the f is dj why is he texting my phone d malenko legend <laughs> who is, now works in aw2 which i love that he was one of the reasons that i wanted to come to aw2 because i'm like Dean's over there. He's a good guy. Um, He's like my mentor. And he was just sitting next to me, but he'll also cuss me out too. So he's just like, he was like, that's Dwayne Johnson, you idiot. And I'm like, oh my God. I can't believe Dwayne's texted me. I didn't realize we were on like nickname terms. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I was just like, well, but yeah, I'll be here chilling. You know, I'm just trying to act all laid back. The fact that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is texting my phone. Because at the time, he's not just the wrestler. He's this huge movie star who's the most famous man in the world, pretty much. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, how intimidating. And then someone came and grabbed me, took me to his locker room, which I'm like, this looks really weird. Everyone's going to think something, something. <laughs> yeah, you know? And so, like, I walk in, and he was just a big gentleman, right? Biggest sweetheart. And he's just like, hey, I'm DJ, And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, no, duh. yeah, Right. And then he started, like, having just the conversation being like, oh, I watched Fast and Furious. Couldn't sleep one day. Still fighting with my family. Loved it. Reminds me of my family. I would love to do a movie on it. And I'm just like. <laughs> so like every i was like what is happening and i instantly just start crying this is in the first like two minutes of me even being in there and then he was like oh i was in the writer's room by the way and you're gonna be winning the divas championship and debut in the next uh, like the next day after crazy. and i'm like what the heck dude <laughs> and i'm just crying my eyes out like i i just didn't know what to say and then he's like and no one can know anything so keep it quiet and i'm just like how like this is nuts." And then walking out to me and their cousins. So she's walking in to come see her cousin. She sees me walking out. So we bump into each other. And she was like, What are you doing in this, sis? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm just a really big fan of Dwayne. Like, I just didn't know what else to say. So I'm just crying, just like, Okay, bye. Like, walking away. But she's a sweetheart, too. I love, I love tea. She's great.
1: Yeah, that is an amazing story. And then, you know, one thing that I think has made your career stand out was you ushered away the diva into truly people appreciating women's wrestling yeah and you know taking away the you get away from the bra and panties matches and all that kind of crazy stuff and now we're actually getting down to business and you know in my opinion like you and aj really kind of led the way to then open the door for everybody else
4: yeah everyone has their different opinions of how like the the revolution got started right a lot of people have your opinion though uh, but it it did start you know, with me and AJ doing, like, the frenemies thing, you know, and everyone started watching and paying attention. Like, okay, there's two, like, a freak and a geek kind of thing, and, like, this right. weird dynamic of these women. And, yeah, we got to have, like, wrestling matches, and it was really, really fun. And then they started taking time away from us, though. So there was, like, a little revolution. It was, like, inch and inch and then they kind of just stripped it away. And then they're, like, well, now AJ's gone. Let's just, like, give them two minutes, you know, yeah. with entrances and exit. Like, it was just impossible. So then... After a while, it was me and Emma, and who I give a big shout out to too. Because if you watch the NXT women's match, I felt like that was one of my favorite matches I've had too. And it's, she doesn't. I, I feel like she doesn't get enough flowers for that. But um, it was me and Emma against the Bellas, and they had cut our time completely, really, really short. And we were just like, let's just go out there and do less. Like I'm so tired of it. <laughs> So we went out there and pretty much did, like, a couple of strikes and a roll-up and got the hell out of oh, there, yeah. and I got backstage, and they were not happy whatsoever. <laughs> and we were like, we're not happy. Like, we're miserable. Like, we're the first people that get cut. Like, I saw so many of the girls cry because their WrestleMania moment got taken away. And they, like the show is three hours long, longer than that sometimes. It's a whole day event. You can't squeeze in a fem- female's match. Like, what's the problem? You know what I mean? Like it was- And Tor Jeevas was bringing in big numbers for the WWE, too, at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was really, really frustrating to not be used. So then we would just kind of took our control back and was like, you know what? F you guys. If you don't want us to be on the show, if you don't want to give us time, we're going to give you even less of our time. Right, and the internet is a big part of that. As much as like we we have a love hate relationship, they definitely helped big time because they started getting give Divas a Chance trending, you know, for three days straight. To the point where Vince had to listen, he had to. Triple H wanted us to succeed anyway, but it was more of like a Vince thing, you know, and he had to listen to us and had to listen to the internet. We kept inching in and breaking down doors, and you know, punching through ceilings and stuff like that, but. Ultimately, it took the internet to pay attention to us doing it for it to like really kickstart. And then after that, they brought the girls up, which was like a fresh new roster, you know, and then they started giving all the girls time. So it looked like the revolution started there, you know what I mean? Because like we had kicked that door down for people to get the time that they get in and for the opportunity to wrestle the way they want to wrestle. Yeah, but everyone has an opinion is what it is
3: that is, alundra thinks true. she started <laughs> right right right. yeah i don't but the thing we have a wrestling school out here as well and oh, there's nice. a, a, lo- a lot of females that sign up and you know just have this dream so like hats off to you like for being a trailblazer and really inspiring people Thanks, out man, there
4: I yeah. appreciate yeah. It. yeah yeah
1: definitely well and then it all went away
4: and then it all <laughs> went away and
1: come on Mark. you know and i I've, <laughs> I've had situations in my life where you know i coached for a very long time and stopped and I actually stopped doing radio for a little bit. And the pain that gets in your heart when you're not doing something that you love is just mind-blowing sometimes. It's not
4: replaceable, though. Yeah. The feeling that you get from something that you love is just not replaceable. You can't just fill it with something else. Like, nothing made me feel... Like, I was doing Twitch, but I was also being held back so much when I was in the WWE because they just didn't give me the freedom to do what I wanted to do. To even, like, try and find something else that could potentially fill that void. And then also they wouldn't want me to do a media. They didn't want me to do anything. So I was sitting on my ass for like a couple of years and people thought I enjoyed that. No, I hated that. I hated it. I was miserable. It made me very depressed. Not to the point where I started doing drugs and drinking again, because I was a lot smarter by that point, but it would make me so miserable, like not being able to do anything. And that's one of the the things that uh, when me and WWE had parted ways, I was getting uh, reached out to by Tony Khan and Jericho, Moxley, Renee Britt, like everyone. And they were just like, you'll have the freedom to do whatever you want here. You just have to come to work every week. And I'm like, are you sure about that? And I was like, okay. And they were like, no, we will give you that first class travel. Yeah, we will let you, you know, take days off when you need it. Yeah, you don't have to wrestle as much if you don't want to. But the option is there. Like, the thing is, they gave me the option to do what I want. And it felt so good. Like, I felt like, I don't know, like liberated somewhat. You know, I just felt like I just had freedom. Again, that's not a knock on WWE right? I was there for a very, very long time. I loved my time there. They gave me a platform. They, you know, they created page essentially, right? They gave me the opportunity, the baton, and I ran with it, right? And it's awesome. And I appreciate them so much. But you know, when you're like moving at your parents' house, when it's like, You've been stuck in your parents' house and then you get your own place and that's the freedom that yeah, you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, man, this, <laughs> this feels really good. good to have my own place and like leg room and stuff, you know. And so that's what I mean when I say freedom is like you're not being like you don't have to ask too much permission when it comes to like if you want to get like a tattoo or anything like that. You don't have to or change your hair color and stuff right. like you have the freedom to do that. And if I wanted to tomorrow, if I'm feeling really bad today after today, I could be like, Tony, I'm not feeling very well. And he'd be like, hey, no worries. Phil Bear, come back next week. Like, he's so laid back, and I enjoy that in a boss. I really do enjoy that. He's super cool, too. He's He, he can yeah, be like, like, you know, him. you're trying to talk to him, and he's like 100 miles an hour walking down the hallway, <laughs> you know? He's like, yeah, yeah, good. And you're like, yeah, right. I love this guy. <laughs> he's hilarious. So, yeah, I, I enjoy him um, as a boss, and I feel very fortunate that I got to start something fresh when I'm coming back in the, in, in the AEW. But the only thing is, is that, like, nowadays... I like to do more character stuff. I love it. I'm having a ball. Like, I'm having a great time, like, ju- like yelling at the crowd, like, spray-painting people. I'm like, I don't care if people talk. <laughs> I'm having fun, dude. Like, right. I'm having so much fun. And I was like, you can wait for me to wrestle. You're going to slow your up. You're going to wait for me to wrestle. Okay, You know, it's going to be something special when I, when I do uh, get in the ring and not just wrestle friday saturday sunday monday like i did in wwe after i just come back from the first neck surgery i was wrestling every single day i was like no no, no i'm not doing that i'm 30 years old now right? i'm about to be 31 i, I want to take it really slow i can't be like these girls that are in aw who are like 21 years old you know <laughs> who can't feel bumps you know what i mean i'm like i felt them they took me out like i'm good i'm gonna take my time i don't care if people complain about it i'm taking my time
1: and there is part one of our interview with soraya from aew a lot of great stuff in there, and there is going to be more to come in uh, the next segment as we will hear more from Soraya. And of course, you know she was talking about you know, getting a little turning thirty. Well, you know if you want to turn back the signs and symptoms of aging, I got a great place for you: Infinite Wellness LV here in Las Vegas. Just a terrific place, and you know they're going to help you out with occupational therapy, massage therapy, hair restoration, erectile dysfunction. They can do some Botox for you, cryotherapy weight loss control and nutrition guidance, which they are helping me out with. i have starting to turn the keg into a spare tire. So it's getting there and it's through infinite wellness LV. So go check them out. Infinite wellness. Info is the website and call, and make an appointment with uh, Jenny and Jordan. And of course, Dr. Caprio, who's awesome by the way, 702-842-2244 is the phone number there. Uh, at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100 here in Las Vegas. And once again, that number for Infinite Wellness LV is 702-842-2244. And when we come back, we are going to hear more from Soraya as she talks about Wembley Stadium and, uh, of course, everything coming up with Double or Nothing and more about her incredible career and how she was dealing with the Internet trolls Pretty fascinating stuff, so stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with more on The Mark Hoke Show right after this.
0: Hey, World, Las Vegas Wrestling Scene.com brings you the real story. Las Vegas Wrestling Scene is the source for pro wrestling news, along with their up to date events calendar. Visit Las Vegas Wrestling Scene.com. 1015 FM K Don. This is The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke.
1: And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, on Kate, on the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. The David Difference in there.
3: Yes, sir. Oh, what a difference that Dave makes. You don't even let me get my catchphrase in today. I said
2: it in my head, though. Okay.
3: Yeah. We're, in we're, the
2: we're, beginning. We're, good.
1: we're all learning. I'm Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. And, guys, we've got more to hear oh, from right. AEW superstar Soraya. So, how about we dig in and... Uh, Let's hear more from the former page in WWE and one of the great, incredible wrestlers and a legend in our sport. So let's hear it. Let's go. Let's go. We're on with Soraya, who th- we have Double or Nothing and AEW <laughs> Dynamite coming up next week here in Las Vegas on, of course, Wednesday, the 24th. And then the pay-per-view on Sunday, the 28th, which is going to be a great great time mm-hmm. and now your time here in AEW you've been a bad bad girl
4: I, have. I love it
1: what is going on with this outcast thing you know you get the old gang back together and you're wreaking a little havoc
4: I honestly I'm having such a great time and people compare us to NWO and outcast and uh, uh, um the well, I'm saying outcast you know what I'm talking about I uh, like DX and everyone right. people comparing us to them and I'm like sure do it because we were inspired by them. Absolutely. I love that. I'm like, I'm. we're not stealing it. We're inspired. And, like, everyone's, like, wrestling gimmicks and stuff like that have been inspired by somebody. True, true. Wrestling moves. They don't just come up with them. Like, <laughs> right. I, I took a Bonacano. My, my Scorpion cross is a Bonacano move. You know, I just modify a little bit. Everyone takes little bits from different people that they're inspired by, and that's okay. They're like, stop it. They'll stop complaining about it. <laughs> Trying <laughs> yeah. not to curse. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, No, I'm having a great time. And it's easier to get people to hate you than it is to like you. Like, coming in as a babyface, easy, right? Because I just came back from a life, a career-ending injury, right? Yeah. And it was easy for a little bit. But the things that Britt was saying in her promos, I'm like, why wouldn't I be on your side? Like, you are the pillar. You are the first ever signing to AEW. I am coming in from different companies saying that I'm a star. Right. You know, like, why? So when people started, like, being like, well... She's saying kind of stuff that is very accurate. like So they start booing me a little bit. And I'm just like, I kind of want to go this way. I kind of want to like nudge more into the heel roll. So then we end up doing the storyline where you can cheer and boo for whoever you want. But then I said to Tony, I was like, I do want to go heel, though. I feel like it's best for business for me to go heel. Just because... You do have the homegrowns and AW love their homegrowns. Like the AW crowd. Yeah. Like they're like fiercely loyal. It doesn't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy. If you're a homegrown, they're like, we like you more okay. than we like her or we like him. You know. It's just easier for me to work as a heel. And I'm having fun. Dude, I'm having such a good time. Like uh this is gonna sound like unprofessional, but I'm trying to make freaking Ruby and Tony laugh while we're out there. You know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just I yeah. wanna have a good time, like I don't know how long my career is going to be from here, right? You just never know. And, you know, I'm, I am i don't want to take it for granted. So I want to have a good time. I want to have fun. I want to go at the pace I want to go. I want to be... Can I say the B word? Mm-hmm. I want to be a bitch. Yeah. I like being a bitch. <laughs> all right. It's all right. easy to be a bitch.
2: There
1: it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: like, can you say it? <laughs> it's, it's all good.
1: <laughs> you know, the AEW women's division has really taken leaps and bounds. And... You've got to be excited to have really been a part of that, and we've been seeing a little bit of it on the AEW Access show. How are you feeling about where the women's division is at AEW, and how much further is there to go?
4: Oh, we have so much left in the tank. We're just getting started. This is such a baby company still, like, what, three or four years old? They have still so much to do. And, like, what I love being a part of is, like, there's, like, a real long storyline. We like to call it bacon-in-an-oven storyline, not a microwave storyline yeah. where it's, like, very quick. Like, we like to take our time with this, and having a ball. And like I, I feel really excited that I got to be a part of something like this. And it's just gonna get bigger and better. Like I'm gonna end up taking a step back and letting someone else be a part of like a big storyline. And I like that there's two going on right now. So you have Jay Cargill and Tyre Valkyrie, who I absolutely adore. I love that she's been a part of it. Now Jade's getting some like challenges, like real competitors coming in rather than being like feeding her just no offense to the extras, they're all awesome. But you know where it's gonna, you know what's right. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very, like you, you're like, okay, this girl that didn't get an entrance that walked out with the referee, is she is she gonna win against Jane? Probably not. It would be awesome to see a shock though. <laughs> right. If one of those women did, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. So it's good to see like her having Tyre to go up against, you know, or you know whoever else uh, wants to come in and take a shot at it. Hopefully, us. Yes. I want to take all the championships.
1: There you go. I was going to be greedy. You, I, I was going to ask you about that because even though you are a heel right now, how much fun would that be to get in the ring and have a nice run with Jade?
4: Oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. I want to try and get Jamie's first. I want to piss people off. I'm sorry I keep cussing. That's, is, that is, one's is that okay. Okay, that one's okay.
1: You're okay on that yeah. one.
4: I don't get fined for this one? Nah, no. That's <laughs> that's that's true. That's You've already gone right through I that know, fighting I process. Know.
1: And that one wasn't that bad either, by the way.
4: It wasn't. And first of all, I'm from England, and I pronounce yeah. it a little bit differently. Like it, it actually means idiot in England, all right? Uh, it's a little different over yeah. here guess. We're
3: sensitive out here. A
4: little sensitive, yeah. yeah. At least I didn't drop a C-bomb, though. I could have. Yeah, that would have been bad. That's a very endearing term in the UK. <laughs> right. If we call you a C-bomb, it means we like you. Oh, okay,
1: okay. But, uh, I'm going to remember that for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wait, what were we talking about? I got distracted by cuss words. You wrestle in Jade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would love to face her, of course. I would love to go for JB first. I would love to take more just to make people mad. I want to make people mad. They don't want to see me with a championship, and I love it, so I want to take it.
1: You think about maybe doing that at Wembley Stadium at All In? Because I, I can only imagine how excited you are about that opportunity and... You know, so many people were really down on Tony trying to do that card at Wembley, and now it looks like it's going to be an unbelievable success. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get to go back home
4: mm-hmm.
1: and perform in Wembley Stadium. Look I at know. she is grinning like I crazy. Know. Guys. I get
4: so excited because, like, Wembley is like the it's like um Madison Square Garden or, or just you have so many stadiums out here. England doesn't <laughs> like we're a very small country, so like that is a 90,000-seat stadium, and I've never got to be a part of something like that in my home country before, so... It's awesome, and you know, and then Jamie is also getting her first taste of what it's like to wrestle in the UK. She did Japan and everything like that. She's only been with AEW for a short period of time too, so like now she gets to go over there and, and wrestle in a stadium. And I think that's absolutely incredible. Would I like it to be against me? Absolutely, <laughs> of course. Selfishly, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know who England would cheer for more me or, Jay- uh, me, or Jay- me or Jamie. You know what? We'll we'll see if we actually get that match. Then awesome. I, a lot of people want to see it. That's all I see when it comes to the girls when it comes to me fighting someone or Jamie fighting somebody, people want to see us to go head-to-head at Wembley at least.
1: And seeing AEW take this big step has got to feel good that now you're a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. What What's the feel in the locker room right now with all of you seeing what's happening with this Wembley Stadium show and feeling the growth and saying, my God, this is it. This, this is, is what we've been working for. It's a legitimate
4: company. It is. It is it's it's, a, comp- like, it's a, a competitor for real. Like And and it's awesome that now there's another place for other wrestlers to go. And they have an opportunity to go, you know, and be a success, not just in WWE, but you have AEW. And that's freaking awesome, dude. And everyone's excited about Wembley because not one match has been announced. And the fact that they just sold all those tickets, especially day one, they sold tons of tickets. And then just the pre-sales tons of tickets so there's only 10 20 thousand or whatever tickets left right that have to be released still and i think that i feel like i said from day one i said england doesn't let you down they will sell that they'll sell out
3: that's what i said
4: yeah they'll sell out (laughs) and it's not just england because you have got europe right there right just a stern far away and then people from america are definitely going to fly over for that too they do it for wrestlemanias they fly over from all over the world this is like our wrestlemania so it's gonna sell out i know it is people the naysayers and stuff they're going to be like, oh, they paid for all those tickets. They're going to find some excuse as to why it's, it's sold out. But it is what it is. AEW is that bitch. Sorry.
1: And, of course, we're on with Soraya. And, you know, <laughs> speaking of the Internet people.
4: Oh, God, here we go. Now. Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. I follow you on Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen uh, a little bit of venom out there and a little bit of crazy stuff getting set out on the uh, these social media tracks. Mm-hmm. We had this endometriosis thing. Yeah, that just let's came talk up. about
4: that, dude. So let's
1: clear the air. So so let's let's <laughs> first, how do you feel about dealing with people on the internet, and then tell everybody about this whole thing with the endometriosis because this has just taken on a life of its I own, know. and it's crazy. <laughs> yeah.
4: I know, and it's the dirt shoots that make it into a thing too, and then the men that have no idea about uh, women at all <laughs> apparently have never touched a woman. I've been in five feet of a woman. Like try to mansplain to you like what endometriosis. Is. So endometriosis, right? For the men that thinks it's sexually transmitted, it's not. <laughs> that was probably I'm sorry. the most I know. That's so bad, I know bro. it's so bad. It's so stupid. So endometriosis is something you get like where uh, some of the cells from, it grows outside of your womb, right? So on your ovaries, you suffer from cysts. You suffer from extremely painful periods, right? To the point where it's hard to get out of bed. It's very debilitating. You get um, you're you're just in pain. Like it's really difficult to continue with your. your, There's different stages of it though, so it's, it's really hard to continue with your day. So the fact that I've wrestled with it throughout my whole womanhood not just it didn't just come about like one day where i'm like oops got endometriosis like no it happens like you you it doesn't have to develop after the first period but it it starts around that age where you're 15 16 17 or whatever and it gets worse over time so i've never spoken about endometriosis because i'm like it's really no one's business but then this is about six months ago i posted about this thing that my boyfriend got me to help me with my period pains right And so many people reached out to me being like, please tell me if it works. I'm suffering. There's like a whole month dedicated to endometriosis, right? And a lot of doctors don't take endometriosis the way, like serious is the way they should. Even though there's a whole month dedicated to it. It's it's called the silent disease, right? It affects women tremendously. It's awful. And a lot of men don't understand that. It's awful. Unless you live with your woman that has that, you'll never fully understand it, right? But yeah, so I I was like, okay, I want to start talking about it more because it's helping people. And like having someone like, you know, I do a lot of things that are relate- relatable to people, right? I've done a lot of stuff, but people are just like, <laughs> oh, I've done that yeah, too. Right. But I'm like, okay, I can help people with endometriosis now. So I started talking about it. But like, I should have known better than the rest, like the internet wrestling community to spin it into, that's the reason WWE didn't clear and da-da-da, because they don't understand what it is. It's just an awful, awful period that you get. And once you start your period, it's right there. It's right there. It's. I didn't just get it. It just gets worse with age. My endo belly gets worse with age. Like, I can't help it. It's actually like an insecurity. Like, I had to ask Ruby one week because my stomach was really swollen. And it can look like you're pregnant. It can swell really, really big. And I've had a lot of different surgeries down there just to, like, Take some of the pain away or take some of the cysts away because I can develop cysts and stuff. It's really painful. So I had to be like, hey, I forgot my flannel. Can I borrow your flannel? Because I want to cover myself. Because, you know, people, the first thing you say is like, oh, is put on weight. And they always say that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Every time. Like, oh, is looking a little too thick. And I'm like, that's my endo belly. So, like, so for everyone that... ...doesn't understand endometriosis... ...it's not something that develops overnight... ...it's a long term thing... It's every ...not every woman has it... ...but it's very noticeable when she does... ...so um, for the women out there... ...if you want help... ...reach out to me... ...I would love to help you... ...and uh, I know a bunch of resources... ...and all these natural remedies... ...to help uh, take the pain away... ...or relieve a little bit of the pain... ...enough for you to get out of bed... ...and for all the men... That don't understand it you're an idiot <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I don't, everybody's got an opinion and i yeah. mean obviously i've heard you speak on social media and how you like to uh take a time away from it, which i think is yeah. good i mean it's rough for you know normal people but yeah. you look at celebrity status everybody thinks you guys are impervious to insults to and
4: you're uh, not allowed to respond to them either. they say you're not yeah. allowed to respond
3: i mean how do you deal with that obviously you have to be on there if you're marketing yourself yeah. and you're promoting you're not impervious to no. insults or pain or you know
4: i respond and big I respond because <laughs> I does. I don't care about being the bigger person. Cause so I'm like, if you're gonna punch up, I'm gonna punch down, right? I'm never the one to start it, but my dad's always like, make sure you finish it, right? So like when it comes to Twitter, I'm like, you guys, just because you have thirteen followers, it doesn't make you invincible to me hitting back at you. Like I don't care, I don't care if you <laughs> have get you. two two followers. You're going to feel what it feels like because he is is mostly guys, by the way. He is not the only one that's talking crap to me that day. There's hundreds, sometimes thousands of people that just go up. There's like a dirt sheet going around and everyone has an opinion on it. Or they just want to write to me and talk crap. And so I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm. you're going to feel what it feels like. And then there's a bunch of my fans that will be like, yeah, leave her alone and like cuss <laughs> him out too. And I'm like, yeah. imagine that every single day. You're just getting it for one day. Yeah, that's crazy. But you deserve it because you attack me first. And then people were just like, you need to be the bigger person on the internet. I'm like, I'm not the bigger person. <laughs> Neither, I don't no. want to be the bigger person. Just be honest about it. No, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to defend myself. I'm like, you're going to attack me for no reason. I have no idea who you are. And I'll forget about you very quickly, too but I'm going to respond to you and you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. Done deal. Nice. So just say, and then I'll delete it off my socials. So that I, I delete all my socials <laughs> and I sort of have to look out. at them ever. I'm like, all right, now dip. <laughs> I'll let the fans do the rest.
3: Can I ask you this? I know we're, because I'm all about mindset. Yeah. We deal with a lot of students, a lot of younger generation that has dreams and wants to become a wrestler. And you've been around everybody. Mm-hmm. Obviously you've you've reached success as well. So w- what are three top qualities that you see in talent that you've worked with that you also seen yourself that has gotten you to the level that you're at
4: okay so it's everyone that i've worked with so like aj and the bellas and like just in wwe and then when i come over to aw brit and stuff they're constantly driven like, they're never complacent. They're always thinking about, like, what we could do next, writing stuff down. Like, they're very passionate. They never... So, okay, so Dwayne gave me this uh, this um, advice, stay humble and hungry, which she says a lot. But these women are. They stay humble and they stay hungry. You have to be humble because you want people to be able to work with you, Right. And then also when you're going up the ladder, you you're going past these people and they'll eventually come up there with you. And then you're gonna go down and you're gonna want them to work with you again, right? <laughs> right? So you have to stay you have to stay humble. And you have to stay hungry, like you have to constantly be driven. And I also say patience too, like you have to be these women were always very patient. And there's this quote that I absolutely love for people that wanna be in wrestling or just anything at all. But I've always had this quote in the back of my head, right? I wish I'd listened to it myself sometimes actually. <laughs> But uh, never listen to people that try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the real greats make you think that you too can become great. So that's why I like working with Dwayne. He was always like, you can do this. And then D. Malenko, you got this. You know, all these people have no ego about them. So, it's like, again, it's like the humble thing. Like, just stay humble. And you always want to encourage people to be, be better instead of being cutthroat in this business. Because there's a lot of people that could be cutthroat. And they don't want to help you. And they don't want to encourage you. Like, be not that person if you're backstage you'll never hear me being mean to anybody i've never been mean to people i've never been mean to fans if they see me in person it's only recently when someone made a comment about my tapes that i got and when i walked in the hotel i was like that's insulting i don't have to sign these billion cards that you have of me because i know you're going to sell them i was doing you a favor right for me to walk in and do that you know so i'm always nice to everybody it's always good to be nice
3: well, you got a good energy about you. Thanks. There. And then I trip off of. You were twenty one when you had a movie made about your life. I know. Like you haven't even lived it, but you've lived. What yeah. is the second half? If we did a part two of that movie, what what is that movie called? And uh, you know what's that until?
4: You know what? I would love to see my brother get his movie. There was two stories in it, and there was Zach. And, you know, I just got him his visa because Tony was awesome. And he took the time to speak to Zach, And he was like, do you have a visa? And Zach was like, no, I don't. And he was like, well, I put you in a dark match right now, but you have to have a visa to work over here, right? So Zach was like, you got it. And he never got the opportunity in WWE. They never gave him the, the time of day. And he did all these tryouts. They just never gave him. And after the movie, I feel like they dropped the ball big time with him. Like, that could have been the ultimate underdog yeah, story right there yeah. with my brother. Years and years spending the time trying to make it. And so now with AEW, Tony without even thinking, was just like, yeah, I'll give you a dog rent. Sure. And then I was like, I'll just get him his visa. And I got him his visa. It should be here in August, which is awesome. And so I'd love to see his story about it, where he finally makes it. Because his was even oh, yeah. a bigger underdog story and if it has to be about me
0: then it would be
4: (laughs) it would have to be like it would have to be rated a little higher yeah yeah, yeah. as much as I wanted to be a family-friendly movie I feel like what I did after I got to WWE wasn't the most family-friendly and I want them to see the nitty-gritty of it you know and what I actually went through in all the you know the dark times and stuff like that because it could help a lot of people so I would love to see that part and then make it a comeback in in the new territory that is the AEW
3: I think I think it's a beautiful story maybe we call it uh final with myself
1: the second Fight half. Fighting with my then, demons, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you there go. You go. Yeah. Well, we've got Dynamite coming up this yeah. week. A big six-man match that I think a lot of people were expecting to see at Double or Nothing.
4: So were we, yeah. So, so <laughs> we've got you, Tony
1: Storm, and Ruby taking on Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida. Yeah. That's going to be a, a hoot. It's
4: going to be great. It? I feel like, I mean, that's the match people were waiting for. I was... Want to do a blood and guts match. I was expecting to do all these different things. Maybe maybe that's the next thing on the pay-per-view. Who knows? Maybe this is just a little taster. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what's going to happen in Vegas. All I know is that I have a cheerios match, what is it, tomorrow? Tomorrow.
1: Okay. <laughs> I have a cheerios match
4: tomorrow. I get to hang out with the outcasts, and we get to face girls who are really good wrestlers. So let's, let's just see how it goes.
1: So wait, you're telling me you don't know yet.
4: I don't know anything. What
1: is going on with you at Double or Nothing? <laughs>
4: I don't. Know. I thought this is going to be the Soraya know. show
1: here. What's yeah, right, going I right. on? I don't know. I have no information. <laughs> no I
4: guess you just gonna have to tune in and watch. And I wish I could tell you something, but I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. Hopefully, they'll be. We'll get. We get told something this this week, maybe.
1: Well, I would hope so.
4: I'll I'll text you and be like, listen, bud, this is what's <laughs> this happening.
1: This is what's
4: happening. Yeah, exclusive. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: Well, we really do appreciate you coming down to the K Studios and spending some time with the Seraya. We're looking forward to seeing you back here in Las Vegas for Dynamite and Double or Nothing Thank you. for over Memorial Day week. It's going to be a blast, and we want to wish you all the best. It's been an incredible ride so far, and he's only thirty years old. There's so okay. much more to go. Got so much you left to say. Kind of, <laughs> <Right>. we'll
4: see. <laughs> yeah,
1: you do, you do. Great yeah. energy. Thank Great you. energy. Thank
4: you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: And there you go, Soraya. From AEW, what a great time we had with her, David. Oh, we, was fun. we had an amazing time,
3: Mark. Yeah. Just the two of us, man. <laughs> yeah, you <in> did. <laughs> you guys sounded like you had a
2: great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounded fun. Great um, interview.
3: But, yeah, man, like just inspiring. I mean, obviously, you oh, know, yeah, to be any sure. part of this business. But just to see, see her energy at this at this stage in the game, like you could tell she's still passionate about it. And, and just an open book, like good right. good people. You should have been here. Yeah, I
2: should have. Yeah, I would have liked to have known.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey guys, we've got to get our last break in before we wrap the show up, and we're going to give you a little preview of what's going on here in Las Vegas. Not just double or nothing, but it is a packed, packed, packed weekend for professional wrestling. So we will check out that with Brian from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. We will be back with more on the Mark Hoke Show, and by the way, don't forget Nasty Boys next week. Going to be a blast. We're in trouble. Stick around. We'll be right
0: back. Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events, including Tuesday and Wednesday nights, CAC awards and dinner nights. Visit caulifloweralleyclub.org and get your tickets and membership today. That's caulifloweralleyclub.org.
1: 1015
0: FM K Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke.
1: And we are back on The Mark Hoke Show. Very little time, as that surreal interview is a little long. But, Brian, I wanted to give you a shot real quick while the music's going to be playing. Okay. What do we have going on here? in Las Vegas over this Memorial Day weekend?
2: Well, starting Wednesday, of course, AEW Dynamite and Rampage, I guess. Uh, Thursday is the Future Legends Tournament under 25 years old, top stars, 12 of the top stars at FSW. GCW's here Friday, followed by Hood Slam on uh, Friday night at the Silver Nugget. Saturday, there's like 100 shows. There's at least (laughs) 11 or 12 Most of them are at the FSW Arena, Uh, FSW versus GCW 2. The first one was great. The second one will probably be better. There's literally shows all day. So if anything you want to do, check out LasVegasWrestlingScene.com slash event calendar to find out all the days, all the times, ticket information, cards, everything.
1: All right. And that's going to wrap it up for us on the Mark Mark Hoke Show. David Difference, Brian Vrondovich. And we'll see you next week, Double or Nothing Weekend, and the Nasty Boys next time. We'll be back.